remain standing and join me in reciting the Shema that our Lord Jesus would have recited every day of his life. Shema Israel. Adonai Eloheinu. Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Our text this morning is from Acts, the 16th chapter, and we find Paul and his companions on a missionary journey. We begin in verse 6. Hear now the word of the Lord. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Trous. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. Many of you all know that I was born and raised here in town and in this very church, and um, I am the son of a trial attorney and the grandson of another attorney. And so uh, I was raised in an environment with a lot of intentionality and planning, and that's something that I don't know if I learned or I just had ingrained in me and hardwired in me from birth, but... uh, in my life, I always had an idea of where I was headed and where I wanted to go. And some of you may be able to identify with this as well. I worked very hard and intentionally growing up doing scouts and being involved in the church and working hard in school and um, playing different sports and uh, did well in high school and was able to um, matriculate to a even more challenging college, which when I got there, I thought, hmm, maybe maybe this is a bad decision. The harder I worked, the harder the school I got into. Um, I did well in undergrad, and when I finished uh, undergrad, I decided to go to law school and continue on my education, and then when I got out, I started practicing law, and it seemed like everything um, led to another level of difficulty and harder and harder at work. Um, But as I got into my law practice, I started to settle in and I started to realize these things were doable and things were falling into place. And some of the things that I had planned out for my life were coming true. And then uh, all of a sudden things started to change. And about three years into my law practice and about two years of pretty deep involvement and service in this church... I started having mentors bringing up things that were not in my plan and not on my horizon as I saw them. I went to breakfast one morning with a pastor from our church, and she, at the end of the breakfast, she said, have you ever thought about going back to school to be a pastor? And I said, no. And she got up to leave the breakfast, and I said, hang on. Where's that coming from? And she said, well, you seem to really love what you do with all the church. And I just wonder if it's something that God might be leading you to. I drove to work that morning with eyes bright and wide. I was shocked at what had come up. And over the next two weeks, 
two more mentors disconnected from one another brought up this same idea of me leaving my law practice to go back to school to be a pastor. Things don't always turn out as we expect. As many of you know, the plans that we so brilliantly and painstakingly lay in great detail do not often come to fruition. And I would argue this morning that that is for the best. In our passage this morning, we see Paul setting out with very intentional ideas with his group. I think Paul would fit in very well in our congregation. He's bright, he's educated, he's driven, he's focused, he's type A. I can picture Paul listing out many things he has planned for his missionary journey. You see all the places that he's attempting to go. He has a mission to bring the gospel to these people, and he has an idea of where that will be. And in this morning's passage, like so many others in Paul's life and in ours, it doesn't work out like he expects. And that's okay. This morning, I want to remind us that while we think we can plan things out, We think we can set things in stone. We think we can take specific steps to get there. It doesn't always go that way. And as the text reminds us this morning, this life of following God is not always linear. Things come up. We get surprised. We get news we didn't expect. This summer, my dad went in for what is normally a routine surgery, and we had complications. My mother and I waited outside the operating room as doctors came back and gave us limited reports with limited information, and we held our breath for a few hours as we didn't know what was going on. About four hours later, we had figured it all out, and he was stable, and we were moving forward, and things seemed calm, and then two weeks later... He went in for his post-op checkup to find out the appendix that they had removed actually contained a tumor. A surprising way to find out that you have cancer and everything seems to shift. We don't always see what's coming. Our candidate loses the election We maybe even lose our job, our loved one gets sick. These are not part of the plan that we lay out in front of us. This life is not a life of being able to map it all out and just follow the plans. Life brings surprises. Life brings unexpected changes. As one of my mentors told me last week, this will continue to be hard as long as you keep resisting it. There are things in our lives that come that we do not expect. And like Paul this morning, we have to learn to be able to pivot on the fly, to let go of expectations, and to move forward in the new ways that God is leading us. My aunt talks about the three circles of control. 
things in the world that you don't even have any input in, things in the world that you have input in but can't control, and then finally, the smallest of the three circles, things that you can actually control in your own life. One of the pastors I read likes to say, on a good day, the only thing I can control is myself. One of my mentors has me do a practice where I put a line down the center of a paper and on the left hand I put my list and on the right hand I put God's list. And he has me list all the things that I'm responsible for. So I sit down with the things that I'm carrying, the burdens that I'm worried about, and I start to list them. And if you do this practice, you will find that your list is very small, especially when compared to God's list. Now, don't get me wrong. We all have responsibility. We all get to take action, and we will be held responsible for those actions. But every time I do this list, God's list is so much bigger, and I find that much of what is bringing me worry in my life is actually things that are on God's list that I think should be on my list. Sometimes this is because I don't trust how God's handling them, or I don't trust that God actually will handle them. As I reflected this week on this passage, I sat in my office and looked up at a scripture that was read at my wedding from Matthew 5. Many of you will recognize this. It ends with this line, do not worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. As many of you know, most of the things that we worry about don't even end up happening. David led us through a book study this year with the Board of Stewards. It's a book called Canoeing the Mountains. It was written by a gentleman named Todd Bolsinger from the West Coast. And he had worked with congregations and done a lot of study on theory of change. And one of the things he talked about is the idea of leading off the map. How you move forward when your map of what you will do no longer applies. And he uses the story of Lewis and Clark going on their expedition to discover this waterway that connects the east to the west. The popular wisdom of that day 300 years ago was that there was a river that would actually connect to the Pacific Ocean. And so they set out on what they thought was a canoeing journey and came to discover that there was no waterway that extended west, and actually they found the Rocky Mountains, a bigger mountain range than they had ever seen or imagined in their lives. And Bolsinger writes about what this looks like to lead off the map. How do we live our lives when the plans that we have laid out are not working out. Paul continues to attempt to move forward, which is a key thing to remember. As one of my mentors tells me who loves to sail, the wind of the Holy Spirit cannot blow your boat when you sit with it tied to the dock. You have to be out on the water. Paul continues to move forward and the Spirit guides him. What would look to us like failed attempt after failed attempt might just be ways that God intends for us to live and develop and grow. And then there is this idea of right and wrong. Many of us might see Paul's work as a failure or as doing things right or doing things wrong in an attempt to get it all right. And I'm here to assure you this morning, this life of faith, this journey of following this mysterious God who guides us with the Holy Spirit is not one of right and wrong. 
If you look at Paul's history, of the ways that he does things, of the ways that things turn out, you might conclude that he did things horribly wrong. But I would remind you, we are not here to justify ourselves. We are not here before a God who weighs on the scales of justice. We are, a God, we are here to serve and follow a God of grace and of love. It is by grace you have been saved through faith, not by works. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And as Paul reminds us this morning, works that God prepared in advance for us to do. One of my professors reminded us, this life of faith, this life of following God is not a life of exact precision. He says, put away your GPS, leave your compasses at home. This passage from Paul reminds us this morning, this is more about prayer and discernment, about living through getting things wrong before we get them right, but all the way journeying with God himself. As I would remind us, we have a responsibility, but God's part is always bigger. It is this love of God that we follow, sometimes feeling like we are hitting our heads against the wall, continuing to get it wrong until we have these breakthroughs like Paul did this morning with the man from Macedonia he sees in a dream. Crying out, come and serve us. Come and help us. And I would be miffed if I didn't mention this call to our neighbors, hearing the cry of our neighbors. We talked about it in previous weeks what we see with the man on the side of the road and the Good Samaritan. Are we living close enough to our neighbors to hear their cries? As many remind us, the place where our greatest joy and the world's greatest need combined are often the places of our calling. But as Paul reminds us this morning, we don't often find it right away. I sat this week with a friend And we started talking about some of the issues in our lives, and it felt like we kept talking past each other until finally we slowed down, and he was able to share some of the things that he was struggling with, things that he was worried about, things that concerned him and even weighed deeply on his heart. And he shared that these things had been weighing on him for months We set aside the other business and issues we were talking about and just talked about how he was doing. He opened up in vulnerability and shared what was going on, shared the questions and concerns he had, and shared what he thought should be done moving forward. After the breakfast, he emailed me that day and thanked me. He said, I feel better already. And I noticed it wasn't till we got to a point in our meeting where we were each talking about how we were personally doing that we made any progress moving forward. Friends, this is a time of great change in our society and in our church as well. And I think this time is very important to remember for us to stay connected to one another, to be open with where God will lead us. Because as Paul reminds us this morning, it will often change. As Todd Bolsinger says, we will continually be surprised as the new places that God leads us to go. 
but I would remind you that he always leads us together, you and I following him with one another and doing so in his love. There's a story that I love that ends with a man who's going through a great change in his family, and he ends by telling the reader, be prepared, be prepared in your life, but most of all, be prepared to be surprised. The surprises that God has for us, we will discover together, and we will discover following his voice in prayer and love with one another led by his spirit. It is a gift to be on this journey with you all, and I am excited to see what God has for us in this next chapter. Amen.